to bring in this word. Joshua chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. Joshua 4, verses 1 through 7. On the screen behind me, it'll be in the ESV. And then we'll, uh, we'll read verse 7 again in the New Living Translation towards the end here. Joshua 4 and 1 through 7. When all the nations had finished pass, passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Take twelve men from the people, from each tribe a man, and command them, saying, Take twelve stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan, from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly, and bring them over with you and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men from the people of Israel, whom he had appointed, a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan and take up each of you twelve stones upon his shoulder according to the number of tribes of the people of Israel. That this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, what do these stones mean to you? What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. Joshua 4 and 7 in the New Living Translation words this a little bit different. It says, then you can tell them when your children ask you, what do these stones mean to you? Then you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. Can we put our Bibles down, lift our hands one more time across this place. Ask the Lord to minister to us tonight. Lord, we thank you, God, for this opportunity. Lord, to be in your house, to be in your presence. Lord, we just ask that you would move on us, that you would help us, that you would strengthen us, that you would give me the words to speak, Lord. You would open our hearts, God, to receive it. In the name of Jesus, amen. And you can be seated. As the children of Israel came across the Jordan into the promised land, we find that there was instruction that was given from God to take 12 stones and to build a memorial, to build a reminder to the people of what God had done and how God had delivered them into the promised land. We find uh, this concept of building memorials Uh, Many times in the Old Testament when something major would happen, whenever uh, a a deliverance would take place, they would would either change the name of that place where wherever something took place, they they would then call it something to remind them of what took place there or they would build a memorial there or they would dig a well there or something and call it by a name so that it would remind them in times to come of what God had done for them and the deliverance that they had received. There would be feasts established on certain days and days would be marked on the calendar for the people forever to remember what God did on that specific day. It's almost as if God 
was setting up this plan with his children because he knew that there would come a time when the people would need a reminder, when, when life would get so tough and, and things would get so hard that they would begin to forget about the goodness of God and then all of a sudden in their daily activities they would pass a moment, they would pass a well, they would pass some stones, they would, they would have a, a, a day, a feast and they would remember in that moment whenever they felt the, that, that, it was, that, it, that it couldn't get any worse, that, that, that their life couldn't get any worse and that, that things would, would never stop hitting them they would remember on that day at that moment what God had done for them it was as if he was anticipating a moment in their life where someone would need to go back to a sacred place to remember what God did in their life to give them the courage and the strength to push forward just one more day is there anyone in the house that's ever been in a place or maybe even right now you're in a place where it's difficult to keep going forward? That, that sickness has come upon you, that, that family issues have been going on, that, that financial struggles have been happening and, and it's coming from all sides and, and you don't know how you're going to make it. it. It's almost as if God in all of his infinite wisdom and knowledge knew that this was going to happen in our lives and with his own children, his chosen people. He said, I'm going to make you a way for you to understand and to know my power even whenever you don't feel like I have any. There were many times in the Bible that we receive instruction that tells us not to go back. That tells us that we shouldn't turn back in, in times of need or, or, or whenever we're moving forward in life. That we shouldn't turn back. We have scripture that, that where, where we uh, have moments where we even scold the children of Israel for, for wanting to turn back to Egypt and longing to be back in a place of slavery. Luke chapter 9 and verse 62 says, Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Philippians 3 and 13 tells us, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and, and, and straining forward, to what lies ahead just for looking back at Sodom and Gomorrah while escaping Lot's wife was turned to a pillar of salt and Luke admonishes us devoting an entire verse to these three words remember Lot's wife we are told many many times don't go back don't go back there's songs about it don't go back don't go back but tonight for a little bit I want to preach to you take me back take me back I'm not talking about going back to sin I'm not talking about going back to a place before we found God going back to a place that we lived before salvation I'm not telling you to return to that place tonight. See, you see, Lot's wife was entering into a place of deliverance whenever she began to turn back. There's, there's different ways that we can look back, that we can turn back. That Lot's wife, that as they were escaping from Sodom and Gomorrah, that, that Lot's wife turned away from salvation that was ahead of her and looked back towards the sin that they were leaving. 
The scholars, they, they debate over why she looked back. Maybe it was uh, uh, not, not sure exactly what was going on. Maybe it was, it was disbelief in the fact that all of this was actually happening. But many fall upon, and I believe that this is probably true, that she looked back for God's judgment to come down on her the way that it did, that she was looking back longing for what she had left in sorrow that, that the destruction was happening to, to her belongings, to her house to the life that she had made there in a place of sin I'm not talking about looking back as Lot's wife did looking back to sin while we are traveling towards salvation but I'm talking about looking the looking back of Lot that we don't find in the scripture that before they even landed into Sodom and Gomorrah, that before they even stepped foot within the city, that before they ever bought a house and established residency within the place of sin, that at some point, that at some point, that, that Lot should have turned back and said, you know what, I'm moving in a direction that I, I should not be heading in. I'm going in a place that I should not be going. I've pitched my tents, my tents the wrong way, and I should be going towards the things of God. I've got to turn back. I've got to move back and look towards the things of God. We don't find Lot doing this. We don't find Lot going and looking towards the things of God. Though there should have been something within him that whenever he began to move towards a place of sin and move away from the things of God, there should have been something deep down inside of him that said, I've got for my family's sake, for my sake, for the generations after me, for our sake, I've got to look back to the altars. I've got to look back to the memorials. I've got to look back to the place where it all began. I need to look back. See, there was a moment whenever, whenever Abraham and Lot, whenever they split tracks. Before that, we find where Abraham, and I believe that Lot probably helped him. They were a family group moving together where they built altars. They sacrificed before God. They did the things that they were supposed to. They followed the commandments of God. But there was a day that Lot chose his direction. And he left from those things. It seems like there should have been a moment whenever Lot was traveling towards sin. That he looked up and said, I'm traveling in the wrong direction. I need to go back to where the road split. I need to travel back until I find the last altar that we built. I need to go back until I find the, the last place that we followed the instruction of God. And I was in his presence. I need to go back there and I need to fall down on that altar. I need to find an animal to sacrifice. I need to turn myself back to God and say, God, I'm coming back to you. Take me back to where it all began. There's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with taking yourself back to a place where you had an experience with God. And to remind yourself of what he brought you from. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, we say, don't, we shouldn't go back. I'm not going back. We're talking about sin. But there should be some altars 
built in your life. There should be some memorials that are built in your life that you can look back on and say, whenever times get hard, I'm going to go back to that place. I'm going to go back to that moment, and I'm going to set up an altar again. I'm going to kneel down at that memorial. I'm going to remember what God did for me and let it give me strength to push forward into whatever I need. There's nothing wrong with when you need a miracle to put everything on hold in your life, to take yourself back to a place where God has done a miracle before and remind yourself of who God is and what God can do. I'm here to tell someone that God that, that the doctors have given you a diagnosis, that, that the doctor said, I don't know what else that we can do, that, that you're traveling this road that's difficult to, to walk down, that, that, that you don't know how you're going to make it through, but there's a place, there's a memorial that has been built of testimonies from long, long ago go of miracles that took place and I'm going to tell you right now it's okay for you to put the track on hold for just a moment and say I'm going to step back over here for just a minute and I'm going to find this place where I know God did a miracle before and I'm going to bow down at it and I'm going to pray and I'm going to build an altar and I'm going to declare God if you did it then you can do it now come on can someone agree with me tonight that the same God that worked miracles in the past is the same God we serve today. Amen. We've got four apostolics in this church tonight. Thankful for that. Thank you for those who believe that we serve a miracle working God. There's nothing wrong with whenever your finances aren't great that we just take a breath, we sit back, and we remember He supplied before. I, I can remember times whenever, and even just recently, I'm talking about within weeks, uh, that, that me and Danielle have looked and said, I'm not sure how this is going to get paid or that's going to get paid. And out of the blue, we get a blessing that, that, that helps us, uh, an opportunity that helps us to be able to, to, to live financially the, the, the way that we are. And I, I'm thankful for that. I know that God supplies. But what I'm trying to tell you tonight is that while you're just trying to trek forward, while you're just trying to keep moving, Understand there's times that you can go back into history and say, I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to step back here to this thing that God did before and I'm going to declare it to be true and declare it to be done in my situation today. When you find yourself questioning everything around you and slipping in a place of sin, it's fine to hit the pause button for a moment to take yourself back to the night that you were delivered, to take yourself to the place where you remember what God brought you out of, to remember the life change that happened, to remember the ways that you left and pray until you feel that again, to fast until you have defeated the flesh, to disconnect from the world until you are connected to God, to understand no matter how many times we say, I'm not going back, that if you are traveling in a direction that you shouldn't, you can always go back to God. Joshua, he built the monument at the Jordan. They said, when, not if. There's a lot of places in the Bible where it'd be nice for it to say if. 
if you go through hard times, if you struggle, if the waters rise. But it says when, that there's going to come a generation that's, that's going to ask questions about these monuments that are here. When your children ask, what are those? What are these rocks and what do they mean to you? You can, you can tell them. Here's what he says. New Living Translation. He says, they remind us. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. You got to understand that the memorials that are built, the things that are that are that have been done in your life and and in the life of those before us, it's not just for the next generation. There are memorials that have been built. Whenever God does a miraculous work in your life, whenever God delivered you out of whatever it is that he delivered you from, whenever he brought you out of sin, out of darkness, and into his marvelous light, he, he set up a memorial in your life that you can go back to in times of need. It's not just for the next generation for us to tell them, this is what this means. This is how God saved me. This is what God brought me from. This is the addiction that was broken in my life. I was angry and upset and now I have joy and peace in my life. It's not just for the next generation, but understand the memorial that was erected, it was for the generation that day. It says so that we will be reminded to remind us for us to remember the monument uh, or the moment that water began to build to remember the smell of the fresh dirt. Come on, to remember uh, the, the, these moments that we had the shoulder, had the rocks on our shoulders and we were walking through the riverbank. It was for them to remember that moment whenever God did the miraculous work. I believe that there were some people even that day that were going to go through some things and that did go through some things. And they said, God, I don't know how we're going to make it. I don't know how we're going to make it. And he would tell his wife, he would say, "Hun, give me just a moment. i got to make a little journey. And whenever the man didn't feel like he was going to be able to, to supply for his family any longer, whenever the son was sick, the wife wasn't able to care, he said, just give me a little while. I need to take a trip. And I believe there were probably some men that went back to that place, that pile of rocks, this, this monument that was built. And he would touch those rocks and remember the moments that God brought them through. And that would give him the strength to know that God did it before, and I know that he will do it again. It would help them to make up their mind that if he delivered me before, he's going to deliver me again. To make the decision that there's nothing on the backside of the Jordan that's there for me. I remember that God brought me out of that and I don't plan on ever going back there again. It was a cry, take me back. Take me back to where I can remember, God, where you brought me from and where you were taking me to. Sometimes... 
we got to go back to that moment of deliverance and of salvation to remind us of who God is and what God has done and where God is taking us to so that we can have the strength and the courage to press forward. A lot of times we can't find the strength that we need in the moment. The moment is what's hurting us. The moment is what's what's tearing us down. The moment is what's destroying our faith. It's a little trip back to a place where God had done the work before. It's a little trip back to the place of salvation and where we receive deliverance from God that gives us the strength and the understanding that if he did it before, he'll do it again. I'm reminded of a moment in the Bible whenever David having done incredible works from God is fleeing for his life where he goes while fleeing for his life to the temple to ask for bread and a weapon the priest looks at him and says there's only one sword here it's the sword of Goliath that you took after you killed him in the valley of Elah David replies back to the priest and he says there's no sword like it give it to me I'm sure it was in that moment that there was some remembrance that came back over David to remember the incredible work that God had done through him I I can imagine that even just the mentioning of that sword that, that something came over him and he was swept back into the moment where he was in the valley as, as the priest said where you killed Goliath in the valley of Elah he said man I remember that day I remember whenever God worked through me whenever they tried to put all of that armor on me and I said I haven't proven this I remember whenever I took out those stones and the enemy thought there's no way that this young boy is going to be able to defeat this giant. We have overtaken them and we have won. I remember whenever I, I, I finally uh, knocked him down with the stone and I picked up that sword and I ended his life and freed us from these Philistines. I, I'm sure that there was something that swept over him where it took him back and, and he could begin to smell what it smelled like that day. He could begin to, to feel what it felt like that day. And as he grabbed that sword, maybe there was still some blood that was left on it. And those memories and those feelings begin to come back over him. I can only imagine just because I'm human and I know how humans act that something probably came over him that said, you know what, I may be fleeing for my life right now and the circumstances may be awful but I understand because I know that God did that God did it for me before and that he's going to do it for me again come on there was something about holding onto that sword that helped David understand that this is a memorial this is not just a sword this is not just any other weapon he said there's none like it because whenever he grabbed a hold of it he remembered the moment that God delivered him before and helped him to understand that God will deliver me again. 
I don't know what it is that you're going through. I don't know what it is that you're struggling with. I don't know the pain, the circumstance, whatever it is. But I'm here to tell you that there is a memorial in your life. And if it's not in yours, it's in someone here that can tell you there is a God who is able to do all things. There is a God who is all powerful, who can step into your life. And I know he's done it before and he will do it for you. Can we give God some praise right now for that in this place? Sometimes we've got to have a reminder to go back to those sweet moments of victory for us to have the strength to move forward. I believe that whenever Lazarus was raised from the dead, that there were probably days that just on his daily activity that Lazarus would walk by the graveyard that he came hopping out of. I believe that there were that there were days that Lazarus, just because we know how life is, that there were probably circumstances that he went through, that he would go back and he would look at that tomb and he would say, God's delivered me before from much, much worse. He can remember that there was a day that he wasn't just going through a hard time, but he was dead. And God walked up and said, Lazarus, come forth. And he walked out of that grave. I'm sure that there were moments that he could look back at. And that grave became a memorial and a monument for him. For him to look back at and say, God has done amazing things for me before. And I know that he can do them again. There are some people here tonight that need to remember where God has brought you from. There are some people here tonight that if we are going to move in the direction that God has established for this church and if you are going to move in the direction that God has called you to go, that you've got to look back and get back to a place where it all started. I'm I'm here to tell you I'm here to tell you that it's easy. It's easy to just get into the routine of life. Just everyday actions, one thing after the other. Next, you're doing this, and then all of a sudden you're doing that, and, and it, just, it just becomes normal routine every day, one thing after the other. And for us to lose the love, the passion, and the desire that we had somewhere at the beginning. I'm skipping through some notes here. I, I feel like I feel like God is is pushing me to a place here. There's a song, and it, it's it's something that I've had on my heart the last little while, and it's kind of where this is birthed out of. It's a song that says, take me back. And I'm sure that we have all heard it before. Take me back. Take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first received you. Come on, is there anybody here that can remember that place 
whenever you were in an apostolic service and the Spirit of God began to move and you felt something like you've never felt before. Take me back. Take me back, dear Lord, to where I first believed. The words continue to say, I feel that I'm so far from you, Lord, but still I hear you calling me. Those simple things that I once knew, their memories keep drawing me. I must confess, Lord, I've been blessed, but yet my soul's not satisfied. Renew my faith, restore my joy, and dry my weeping eyes. I tried so hard to make it all on my own. I need your help just to make it home. Take me back. Take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first received you. Take me back. Take me back, dear Lord, to where I first believed. There was a well-known, internationally known preacher. If I said his name, you would all know who he was. He's absolutely my favorite preacher to hear other than you, Pastor. But in a sermon, he talks about this song. That we should never want to go back, but we should always be striving forward. And while I 100% agree with that, while I understand what he was trying to say, I know that there are times in my life, and I'm sure that there are times in yours, where we've got to go back to the beginning. Where we've got to find a place where we have to understand God. We have to look and say, God, I, I, I'm not going to be able to make it the way that I am. I'm not going to be able to, to continue the way that I have been. I, I don't know exactly how I'm going to make it any further. And go back to that moment where we first received Him. To go back to that moment where we were first delivered. To go back to that moment where we had received once before the thing that we are needing from God today. I can remember the moment whenever I received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I can remember the life-changing experience that that was for me. I can remember how it felt for me to begin to speak in that heavenly language. For the Spirit of God to begin to move in me. But more importantly, I remember what it was like the next day. Whenever I went to school, I, I may have shared this with you. I, I'm not sure. I, I feel like it, while I'm saying it that I may have, but you're going to hear it again. I had a friend named Greg Chauncey. He went to another apostolic church in our town. And I remember going to school the next day, and I ran up to Greg, and I was like, Greg, I got the Holy Ghost last night. We got revival going on. You should come. And then I thought, I need to be inviting everybody. Come to church with me tonight. Will you, will you come to church with me tonight? I was telling my friends, I, I, was, I was giddy. I was happy. I had joy. I had peace. Years later, I find days whenever while I'm still Holy Ghost filled, I don't sometimes have that same joy 
that I had the next day after receiving the Holy Ghost. Anybody else been there? Can we all be honest right now? I'm honest. Brother Tom's honest. Appreciate that. There's moments that we go through life that we struggle. We don't do the things that we're supposed to. We don't have the joy that we should have. We get a little snippy. We get upset. It's in those moments that in my life, I try to put it on pause. I say, hang on. Let me go back. I find an altar of prayer. I say, God, I need to, I need to fill you again. I need to get a, a refilling of the Holy Ghost. And I'll pray until I feel a breakthrough in my life to where I can feel a difference, the same difference that I had on that day whenever I first received Him, whenever that memorial was built in my life. I said, you remember who you were, and now you're something new. I remember as a young man, a child, going to to junior camp, kids camp at the old Gateway campus. I felt real. I felt a little old whenever it changed from Gateway to Urshan. Nobody called it Gateway anymore. And now they're at a new campus, and I have to say the old Gateway campus. And they're like, "What is that?" The old Gateway campus. We had kids camp there. I can remember the preacher. I believe. I believe it was Brother Donnie Sharon. If, if, you, if you know that campus, it comes down just like this, and I'll, and, and then there's like these uh, these altars, these marble altars that are that are up there, and they have these columns in the middle. And I can remember standing as a little, we'll say husky, young man at that altar, eyes almost swollen shut from crying. I didn't know if I was ever going to speak English again. Holy Ghost moving over my life and I remember standing at that second column and I remember him saying remember where you are today and build an altar there, build a memorial and go back to that place whenever you need something from God go back to that place whenever you need a breakthrough, go back to that place whenever you need to do something whenever you need something from Him Whenever you need to move forward and you feel like you can't, go back to that memorial, that altar. And I remember just almost collapsing right there and hanging on to that column and praying and building an altar there in my life. What was cool was years later, I would go to Bible college in that same campus. And whenever days would get tough, I can remember after everyone else had gone to bed and I'd already made my illegal QT runs. <laughs> Middle of the night, I would go down and I'd find that second pillar. And while the altar that I built there was just a symbol, and we don't even, I believe, have access maybe to that property anymore. I don't know if I could even go back to the physical place. I remember being able to go there and it being so awesome to be able to kneel down to my eight, nine-year-old altar that I built and remember that moment and say, God, 
the preacher said that I could go back to this moment, I could go back to this altar, this memorial that was built, and God, you would help me. Come on, there's got to be some memorials, some altars that have been built in this house right now. Some people that have found a place where you said, God, you've done the miracle before. I'm going to stop for just a moment. I know we should be pushing forward, but give me just... Give me just a second. I'm not going back to sin. I'm going back to this altar. I'm going back to this memorial. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to remember how you helped me before. I'm going to remember what you did for me before. And understand that you can do it again. There's something special about going back to the place where it all started. Where it all began. Where God had done the miracle before the miraculous in our life before, where he delivered us before from things and to say, God, I remember. I remember what that felt like to have that freedom. I remember what that felt like to get that deliverance. I remember what it felt like to have that miracle. All right, I feel like I can make it again and to start walking forward again, pushing one more time. If you'll stand with me.